Innocent of Misery with Alex Cox and Kyle Werner. Alright, hey guys, welcome back. Another episode of uh, Minnesota Misery. Biggest game of the year upcoming, so we have two guest hosts. Josh Seawalt, semi-professional gambler. Alex Grunstein, <laughs> Broncos season ticket holder. What's up, guys? You excited to be a part of this uh, magical ride that we call Minnesota Misery? Oh, very much. Probably Ready couldn't crush be. the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> dreams of the well, year. At least he's excited, because I'm really not as nearly as excited as he is. How can you not be excited? This is an opportunity as a fellow podcaster. Um, what an opportunity to promote yourself. Really good call. I mean, this is literally listened to by tens of people, so <laughs> it can really grow your audience. Hello, everybody out there. All tens of you. <laughs> Mostly just Mike from Mike. Alaska. We know you're listening. We love you, Mike. Thank you so much for always supporting us. All right. Uh, so today we're going to recap quickly the Dallas win. We're a couple days removed from that, so we're not going to spend too much time there. Um, the main purpose of this is to um, preview the Broncos game, massive game against an incredible opponent. Uh, we have our Mount Rushmore of restaurant orders and bad Bronco worst facts. So uh, we all have one of those. Dive right in here. Anyone have any thoughts on the Cowboys game from Sunday night five days later? I, I, bet really good at <laughs> I live bet Dallas, so that's the only reason Minnesota Vikings won that game. Well, I also live bet Dallas when they were on the goal line. That was a tough loss. Uh, thank you for your service for betting Dallas. I, I had no money left to bet, so I was, I was <laughs> That's That's well, what made me have to pay up. Um, so I originally bet the Vikings. I had faith in them all week, and uh, Kyle and Why? Alex had no faith in them all week, and uh, they went up quickly, obviously, and I was pretty uh, happy with my bet all game, and then they started to uh, choke it away a little bit. So I got nervous and actually texted Kyle and Alex and asked them if I should live bet Dallas, and they agreed, and I did, yeah. and therefore I ended up pushing on the game, which uh, which wasn't too bad because then I'd have to stress the rest of the time, but I'm glad the Vikings won because fuck Dallas. Thank you. Agreed. Agreed. So I had uh, Kirk Cousins over 240 and a half passing yards. That was looking great until the fourth Thanks. quarter. And I don't yeah. think he had any passing yards. Oh, uh, my hey, God. That was a bad beat right there. We'll take it. We'll take it. How many yeah. do you have? 220. 220. Yeah, he had like 210 so. in the, the first half. Yeah, that's yeah. the coaching staff uh, running the ball all second half again, which worked fine, but – Sure did. Dak Prescott absolutely shredded us. Um, we'll see what Brandon Allen can do. I'm sure he'll do more of the same. But um, Alex, you've been yeah. to um, you've been to all the home games. Has Brandon Allen converted uh, every third and fourteen and all two opportunities that he's had against Cleveland? I think he's converted more third downs than Joe Flacco did. So that's a really good start, and that's an aggregate. Well, it certainly helps when you can uh, move your feet more than like three steps after you get the ball. Yeah, and I think the actual just your desire to want to play football is a really big key <laughs> aspect too. I feel like Joe Flacco on third downs is like, you know what? This is a great opportunity for me not to have to play anymore on this drive. So I'm going to go ahead and throw this ball out of bounds. <laughs> so are we that much of a, let's get right into the Broncos talk here. Are we that much of a Brandon Allen believer podcast today? Are you guys going to tell me that he's going to go into us bank stadium and beat the Vikings? I'm curious on, um, on the other takes here. I've got my own takes, but I want to hear the other ones first. Yeah, this is my take. Uh, who's Brandon Allen? Is he the quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be a research. Sounds Alex. like someone hasn't done their research for their matchup. This week. <laughs> well, in fairness, he's played very little career snaps to research. So, 
So, uh, yeah, he did definitely play his uh, first uh, game two weeks ago. He hasn't lost off a bye week. Um, oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I mean, he definitely looked better against the Browns, but that's the Browns. So, we'll see what he can do towards a mid-level defense. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of what happened in that Browns game is I think the fans were a lot more energized to see a quarterback that, like, actually cared. So there was actually the most electric the stadium has been from being there this entire season. And I think people just like seeing someone that actually, you know, get outside the pocket, run for three yards if it means you're going to get a first down. I think I think the biggest thing about seeing Brandon Allen there just shows that the Broncos are willing to adjust their team to actually suit a quarterback that can move and not just try to shove everybody into the same terrible system. So I think Brandon Allen's probably going to throw for two interceptions this week because he's due. And Vikings are a lot better than the, the Browns. But, um, yeah, that's, that's what Brandon Allen is. But fun fact about Brandon Allen, he did beat Drew Locke head-to-head in college. So he's probably going to win the starting job long-term. So help me out for somebody that hasn't watched a minute of Broncos football. This is not the guy that you guys drafted this year? God, no. This guy was um, – this guy had a terrible preseason except for when he played the Broncos, which is Elway's favorite thing. So as long as he played well against us, we sign him. Wait, who, who did he play for? He played for the Rams. He has had a whole ah, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. so he's been wow. off every single team. It wasn't. So he's, he, so he's your third option, but we're excited because he won a game. Um, actually, he was our fourth option. Right. You can't forget Kevin <laughs> Hogan. Oh, absolutely right. And, and it does sound oh. like Drew Locke is practicing this week, so this is definitely going to be his week to really prove something. So that's why I'm. I'm not saying that the Broncos are, have a good chance of winning, but I, hopefully Brandon Allen plays decent and can cover ten and a half to uh, <laughs> try to win his job over Drew Locke because Drew Locke looks like shit. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to Locke Sember. Um, if if Brandon Allen can't win a couple here, but part of me just wants Brandon Allen to go undefeated and pretty much just always stay undefeated, but he's just not very good. He has very very low ceiling. He's a very Trevor Semyon-esque guy, which I think everyone on this podcast right now is familiar with Trevor's, you know, game and what he really brings to the table. I don't think he ever took a snap for us. He didn't, but he, <laughs> should have gotten beaten. he also should have gotten beaten out by Kyle Sloter for you, just like he got beaten out by Kyle Sloter, should have gotten beaten out by Kyle Sloter for us. Kyle Sloter is a sore subject in this podcast. Yeah. We all have had our hearts broken by him in the past. So All four of us, it's rough. Oh, oh, I mean, sure you is. know John Elway wants Sloter right now. I don't know. I don't think I don't he does. Know. He wants Drew Locke right now. I mean, is Drew Locke gonna is Drew Locke gonna be shit? Has he played at all? Has he been practicing? Not, actually, what? I'm I'm actually wrong again. He wants Joe Flacco out there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> that's say. No, what he wants really Flacco. Wants. Obviously. Um, Drew Locke just started practicing again this week. It's been made very clear by our coaching staff though that this is not necessarily we're gonna see him at all this year. They could have reactivated him, I think, like three weeks ago for practice, but they just decided to, you know, just drag the can down the road. It's a really, really sore subject in Broncos country right now on this quarterback situation and how, like, what's the point of even having Drew Locke right now if well, we're not going to just try? What was the point of signing Joe Flacco? Because he was in his prime, bro. <laughs> he was in his prime. <laughs> Uh, so I have, is everybody in Denver like just blindly love Joe Flacco? Like, 
Or not what? at all. We hated him. Nobody wanted him. <laughs> Elway was the one that said he was in his prime. Yikes. Yikes. We also. I'm, I'm kind of on the opposite spectrum of Broncos fans, though, because I'm an optimist. So I was pretty excited to see Joe Flacco. I even <laughs> took a bet with Kyle this year that he would have over 19 and, and a half touchdowns or something like that. It's a. It's looking grim currently, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. given the whole I was excited to see what he could do, but I just say he's he's done. I think he might be a little bit too old now. I think a good yeah. thing. <laughs> I don't think our uh, offensive coordinator is very good either. He made Noah Fant and Corlin Sutton look like super duper just awful players, and then Brandon Allen, who we were actually, I think, the first team in NFL history to have three quarterbacks on their roster that had not taken an NFL snap during the like nine <laughs> last week. Not one of our quarterbacks had. And they made Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant look like stars because they're good players. So I think Flacco is just really, you know, Shit. holding us back. Just wait, bro. Just wait. So I, I have a question yeah. piggy, piggybacking off of the Joe Flacco failure. Um, do Broncos fans want to win this game? Yes. I do, yes. Culture. The, okay, culture. Culture. We were you guys going to have to players. draft another quarterback already. Um, potentially. <laughs> I think, the only reason I, think... I want to win it is because I want you guys to lose the game. Oh, that's fair. If, no, you, were playing, fair. if you were playing the, uh, you know, the Patriots. Well, they're not the Patriots, but like. That's Lions. the thing. Is the Lions, I didn't yeah. want to lose to the Browns because then that was like, you don't want to lose to the Browns. And then I don't want to lose to the Vikings because I want Kyle and Alex to be kind of mad. So and then we'll, we'll be more than kind Patriots. <laughs> That's fair. See, my so the Patriots, you don't want to lose the fucking Patriots. Right, right, right. That was a bad. That was a bad example. Sure yeah. Was. So I don't know. I mean, and then go ahead. Hello. All right. <laughs> my moderately football-oriented take is the Broncos are obviously rebuilding, but a lot of our pieces are in place, like Phil Lindsay, Corlin Sutton, Noah Fan. Some parts on the defense, you know, A.J. Johnson, a lot of young players. Well, even the young guys, though, like, we want to just make people – we want a winning culture and just, like, losing games for the sake of losing games. We're just, like, unfortunately so mediocre we're not going to get a good draft pick because we're going to accidentally beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Um, So, yeah, I just want to win games. I want this team to know what winning is, and I appreciate everyone just glossing over the Chiefs at Arrowhead comment. Anyway. Uh, uh, we noticed. We noticed. Uh, we're trying. We're trying to get away from the whole talking at once thing. <laughs> we're way better. We, we definitely want them. I, I, all four of us. Yeah. All right. So I mean, as, Alex said, to... yeah. as Alex oh. said, for someone who has not watched the Broncos, he has not watched the games. Uh, the Broncos happen to play in the time slot after the Vikings. I have watched all the games, but don't remember any of them. What are they decent at and what are they just awful at? Because their record isn't great. So what do you think the Vikings will have success at versus maybe something that would be a surprising strength for someone that has not spent time watching the Broncos closely? Alex, go. Okay. Um, I would say we're really good at blowing leads at the end of the game with terrible (laughs) clock management. We've lost three games this year on field goals, last second field goals, so... We're, we're actually, we play tough throughout the entire game. So I definitely foresee this game to be close throughout. It's just a matter of, you know, making those stops at the end and the defense being energized. So I would say, you know, our defense is definitely making its way back up towards the top of the league. 
So, you know, our secondary is playing really well right now, actually. Um, a lot of third stringers have come in and, like, played inspired football. Um, middle linebacker, you know, A.J. Johnson, you know, finally getting a chance in the NFL. He's playing really good football right now. So our run D's picked it up. So our defense is, you know, I, I'm really thinking our run defense versus Cook are going to be the, is the really big matchup on that side of the ball. It's sort of who's going to give because obviously your guys' team runs through that running game. So if our, our run D can step it up, I think that's kind of the opportunity for us. And then for you guys, I mean, if you can establish that run, this game is going to be a mess. It's Josh, be would you agree? Josh, do- yeah, I would. I mean, like you said, we've blown very close games. We've only had one non-competitive game, and it was against the Chiefs, which you guys didn't fare well against the Chiefs either. So it's uh, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I mean, the run game is definitely going to be the biggest part of this game. When you look at Phil Lindsay and you look at Devin Cook, they're very similar stats this year. Um, uh, no. Delvin Cook's definitely had that. <laughs> go look at the stats. They're averaging <laughs> about the same. Um, Delvin Cook's had far more attempts. I think their yards but they're, but they're similar, but I don't think their total volume is for sure. I think they're pretty close. I think Phil Lindsay's at like just over like 500 ish, and Delvin Cook's at like what 950 or 990 or something like that. <laughs> he's up, he's over a thousand. Really double. Really double. <laughs> yeah, but half the attempts. And half the attempts. And half the attempts. So it's definitely going to come down to the run game and who's going to take off faster. Yeah, yeah so Cook is first. Lindsay's 14th. So basically the same thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think the big thing. The Broncos are down all the time. They're all they're throwing. I was going to say the offense establish- is never on the field. If we establish exactly. play action, we can that's never our run big. the ball. Yep. No, totally. And if we can establish the run, our play action is really where it's going to be. We took some big shots downfield to Sutton and Fant last week that converted. And I think that's that's kind of where the opportunity is. If we can establish the run and really not get into third and long every damn time, like we did with Flacco in there, um, I think we can get a lot more creative. And I think that's going to be the big thing. And you know, it, it depends. You know, is the Xavier Rhodes going to run like shadow coverage on Sutton? How do you guys do? You guys just play sides of the field, or what is your secondary like these days? Xavier Rhodes uh, is dead. Yeah, I was going to say okay. the secondary is wide open, so it doesn't matter who's covering out there. No one is actually covering. How about the linebackers? <laughs> uh, linebackers are decent in coverage. Barr has been better, still not great. Kendricks is pretty good at it, but I don't think he can run with Noah Fant. So I don't know. You guys might have uh, more success through the air than you think. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but our, I, I don't know if Brandon Allen's going to be able to dice up our secondary, but certainly everyone else has been able to. But I don't know. Brandon Allen at home might be, a, um, you, you know, even a matchup that we can take advantage of. I mean, he's undefeated on the road currently, so just throwing that out there. Yeah, people forget that, Kyle. That, that's true. I, I will say I was a little surprised looking at the stats as far as how good the Broncos defense is. Uh, the Vikings are fifth in points per game. Denver is seventh. Uh, Denver is significantly better um, against the pass. Uh, some of that is because the Vikings have been winning in more games, so there hasn't been as many. Um, or actually, sorry, the Denver's been down in more games. So, um, wow, was, I'm just messing that all up. We're doing, at least we're not talking <laughs> we over it. each other. We get it. We get it. <laughs> uh, Minnesota's plus five in turnover margin. Denver's minus three. So big difference there. Um, Minnesota's ninth in points per game on offense, where the biggest difference in the stats is Denver's 28th at only 16.6 points a game. So 
guys, if Brandon Allen turns it around, might be uh, might be facing a better team than any of us expected. Hey, so the fun That's fact is thing. last week. He just needs to complete like a couple passes, and then he'll be fine. Dude, we had had a couple passes, establish the run game, you'll be all right. 17 straight games under or 24 or less points last week, and we got stuck on 24 in the fourth quarter. It was infuriating. 17 straight, you say? Seventh, we have not scored over 24 points in an entire calendar year. So, so Josh, let me get this. You just said if they if they get the run in the passing game going, we're in trouble. <laughs> no, if you can get like two or three passes off and just, <laughs> at the very beginning, just as we it, it will be fine. But the problem is he has to get like two or three passes off because he got pretty lucky. Corlin Sutton saved his ass a few times on the Browns. Yeah. Game. That he Cortland Sutton mossed somebody that he didn't have to moss because the ball was so poor. But still <laughs> yeah. did it. Uh, Denver is 20, uh, 27th in sacks allowed, and Minnesota is uh, top 10 in sacks. So uh, Brandon Allen might not have uh, too much time to throw the ball. Oh, no, don't worry. He won't get well, sacked. I think that's the biggest Bulls thing. just holds on every play. So Bowles <laughs> will just keep him safe and clean the whole time. <laughs> Broncos fans love Garrett Bowles, and the rest of the NFL has no clue who he is. Did you know? He well, I think that's the biggest thing this between year? Brandon Allen and Flacco is he's going to he can actually move. Flacco couldn't move, so that's why he got sacked so freaking much. Brandon, I have a Brandon Allen last week got could have got sacked like five times, but he moved, so he didn't get sacked and got first down. I think early. I think <laughs> early in the season, Garrett Bowles, if I remember correctly, had more tackles than Von Miller. After a couple games, <laughs> he's ten. He's ten holding calls on the year. I've never heard a player get booed as much at mile high as like Tom Brady is probably the only player that gets booed more than Garrett Bowles. Yeah, Josh, I don't know if your point about a mobile quarterback with a tackle that has a propensity to hold is great. <laughs> if the play is longer, that's a ample opportunity, double oh, no, the opportunity no. to gonna, hold. If he's gonna hold, it's an immediate hold. He punches someone in the face immediately. Yeah. Or then he does a good job. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> he holds in the run game, for God's sake. I think he only had one hold last week, so we're good. Yeah. He's figured he's it out. trending in the right way. So if you get past yeah. the initial holding, he's pretty solid. So he doesn't get flagged well, twice. As long play. as the ref doesn't call it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if he doesn't get if he doesn't get the call in the initial tackle of the opposing team's pass rusher, you know it's a pretty clean play for him. Uh, yeah, he might be our, our path to victory. Our, our D-line is pretty damn good. Neil Hunter That's, is one of the most underrated players in the NFL, so I like our odds on I, that on that matchup. I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs had nine sacks on us, and they had the worst pass rush in the NFL. All right, that sounds that like... That was Flacco. That was yeah, Flacco, though. One thing I do want to revisit is the Philip Lindsay Delvin Cook. Okay. I'm not. Hey guys, I want you to. I'd like to pull up the stats. Let's get the stats guy on it. Let's get the stats. I got. I got him right here. Oh, there it is. (laughs) That's. uh, I'm. I'm not saying that. Actually, I am saying that they're very (laughs) similar. Um. So, Philip Lindsay averages 64 yards a game. Alvin Cook averages 99 yards a game, but they do average the same yards per carry, so you're saying they're the same thing. No. How many attempts? Well, he's saying, he's, he's saying that that's a attempt agnostic stat, essentially, is what Kyle is saying there. That's exactly right. Yeah. 
I mean, I, what I'm trying to say is that yards per carry matters more than yards per game. Um, but the more attempts you receive, normally your yards per carry go down. So to have way more attempts and have the same yards per carry is actually pretty good. 203 attempts at almost five yards a carry is damn impressive. It's extremely, extremely strong. Yeah. There's no, only th- pretty good. There's only three running backs in the NFL averaging over five yards a carry. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, and Mark Ingram. And Dalvin Cook and Philip Lindsay are both at 4.9 yards carry. Mark Mark Ingram? I didn't know that guy could scuttle further than 2.7 yards. It's pretty impressive. Um, that, that offense is just run, run, run. He only has 123 attempts. So yeah, yeah, That's true. There's good. a ton of space with Lamar back there. How many attempts is Lindsay at? All right, this is what we're going for. 118 attempts for Philip Lindsay. Ooh, Two, yeah. 203 for Dalvin. So hopefully, and like one wild cat this weekend. Gets, gets over that five. But I'm, you'll on, be... I'm honestly, I hate to like down Lindsay like this too. Lindsay's yards are also usually propelled by one like 30 to 40 yard run per game. And Our then. Cox. And then a bunch yeah, of that's okay. the well, thing. Well, then we're talking about the same had guy. Very big yeah. run this year. What? I had like a 60 yarder versus. I don't the think Lindsay's had like. I don't think so. Because every all the big runs I feel like are with the the backup. What's his name? Royce. <laughs> I don't know. Freeman. Royce Freeman. Freeman. I don't know. Pretty much any time Andy Manovich <laughs> is in there, we get a big run. Fullbacks are awesome. Um. Yeah, so basically Dalvin Cook and Philip Lindsay are the same player. So now that we've talked through it, I don't think the Vikings have any area of the game that they even have a chance against the Broncos. Alex, what do you think? Quarterback. Alex Cox. We'll go okay, other Alex, original host of the podcast, Alex. <laughs> I, you, you've heard all this incredible Broncos talk. You you know, the Vikings have no shot, right? Yeah, I don't see how the uh, Vikings cover the spread. No shot. No shot. Uh Really, though, these games, this, these, these are the games the Vikings don't cover the spread. They'll go up 21 to 7 uh, and then just totally uh, park the bus the second half and uh, Broncos will score a, a late touchdown to cover. That's, that's what Honestly, I Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys, and this is like without homerism because Kyle knows the level of negativity that I bring towards the Broncos and how I feel about the team. I really do think we do cover here because every game we play this year has been extremely close. That Packers game in Green Bay ended up at 11. Like, I, I really do think we will end up covering here. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be a gross game. We're going to lose, but I think we end up covering. All right. Well, let's get our final score predictions. Vikings minus 10.5 is the line. We've grinded the film. We've given you all the stats in the world. We've had dynamite player comparisons. Let's Let's hear our final score predictions. I'll go first. I'm gonna go Vikings 27, Broncos 20. I think uh, I think Vikings win comfortably, but again, well, Broncos, I agree, will score late. So, Josh, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, I think it's gonna be a higher scoring game than predict. I feel like the Vikings will probably put up about 34 points, and we'll probably score like 27, 34, 27. Okay. Wow, so we're gonna break the streak. 17 straight games with 24 points or less. Yep. And it's going to be a last bit of touchdown for the Broncos. To cover. To okay. Pull them in close, yeah. All right. All right. Alex, one of you. <laughs> we'll go with Cox first. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's, I think I mean everyone's gone a touchdown, so I think it might be three. Give me three points. Give me Vikings thirty, Broncos twenty-seven. Minnesota's defense has been getting lit up in the passing game. So if Brandon Allen is is the true uh, goat, like you guys have been telling me, then I fully expect to see uh, him throw it around the field because we our defense <laughs> is dead on on the secondary. Pass defense is dead. Think, Run defense is alive. Yeah, pass defense has been dead. Yeah, so I'm going to stay true to my saying we cover, but, like, really close. I'm actually going Vikings 27-17. Okay, okay. I can That's see that. That's probably the most realistic score. You, you guys all have the Broncos scoring more than their season average of 16 on the road in Minnesota, so I like the confidence. Well, yeah, because Flacco's responsible for a lot of that. <laughs> I'll take that extra. We get that plus one, no Flacco. When uh when did you guys give up on Flacco as fans? Was it before he played a game or was it after the first play? After the Raiders game, so week one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I don't know. Fair. I, I think I texted Josh when it happened and was like, uh, are you happy about this? And you were very happy, if I recall. I might have to pull the receipts on this. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it's not happy at all. Okay, if you say so. I was very mad the first four weeks because they lost so many games by a field goal, last-minute field goal, for the first five weeks. That's not Flacco's fault, though. That's what you were saying? Oh, that, Yeah. <laughs> it's all Flacco's fault. I was never happy, though, Alex. <laughs> there was just weird moments, and it's, it's like super weird. But to explain it, we would go down the field and take the lead in the last two minutes, and Flacco would walk off the field with this look that I don't believe in our defense on his face, and then our defense would give it up. It was oh, like this weird like self-fulfilling. Problem. No, it was this weird self-fulfilling prophecy of like Joe Flacco just like hating everything. I can relate to oh, that. And roughing the passer is on. also the reason two of those field goals happened. But you know, yeah. not to be salty or anything. Yeah, that stinks. We both lost to the Bears when they're really, really bad. The Bears are the Packers. Yeah. Not great. Not great losses on our resumes. The Jaguars at home is also not great. <laughs> yeah, that's Minshew Mania, though. That's out of your control. It's a really good point. All right. Uh, now that our uh, dynamite analysis has concluded, let's get to what the show is really all about. Uh, Mount Rushmore. Uh, we're doing Mount Rushmore of restaurant orders. So it can be a specific item. It can be a power move. It can be a drink order. Anything at all that uh, you feel stands apart when you order it in a restaurant. So let's uh, let's let's kick this off. Um, let's go, Alex G, Alex Cox, Josh, me. We're not going to try to get caught in the snake. We're going to do that same order all four rounds. Alex, kick okay. us off. Number one for me, um, Arnold Palmer, best drink on the planet. No questions asked. Pretty. No questions. Something you would throw booze in at any point, or is nope, that just a straight Arnold Palmer? Straight okay. non-alcoholic. Okay. Straight non-alcoholic, always, always. All right, all right. First pick. Could have got that later. I think you could have got that later. We got to reach. <laughs> oh, that was, I didn't know we were drafting. Yeah, yeah that, that's going to be on the board at the end, I think, still. Well, well, why are we drafting? Hey, you got to make that clear to me. It's a Mount Rushmore, man. It's the rules. Well, apparently, I'm, I feel safe with my choice, okay? <laughs> it is a very safe choice. All right, yeah. Alex, what's, so what's, what's your first call? Um, yeah. <laughs> Which I just pulled the text, so we'll get to that in a minute. Um, 
Oh great! Oh, my... <laughs> in the archives. I was probably drunk. My uh, my number one pick. I'll we'll get to it. My uh, my number one pick is beer. Just beer. Just beer. What? Okay. Can I say beer? Then you got to be more. Spe- you got to be more specific than that. I thought it was best things to order at a restaurant. That seems like you're taking advantage. That's like the whole category. You should. You can okay, just say, okay. if I just say right. food, might as well say light. food. Bud Light. Bud Light. All right. Cool. Put some thought into that, there, Alex. What? <laughs> it's, the, it's the thing I order most at restaurants. So get off my back. I'll put a little bit more context on mine. Mine's the uh, the first Corona Light with lime on draft and a cold glass on vacation. Oh, that's so strong. That's yeah, you're painting a picture that that's good. That's, that's good very point. very good. Yeah. Oh, can't say it. Alex already took beer, so that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this list is going to be 16 drinks. Cold beer. <laughs> All right, I'll go first here. I'm going to say if you ever get food to go or order a box for your current food, not forgetting to order a to-go side of ranch. It's huh. a great pick. I'm a to-go marinara guy, so oh. I'm safe on that one. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I've never seen that move, but I like it. I like. I might try that out. All right, so we're not snaking it. So I'm next in the draft. Yes, go ahead. Chips and queso, definitely. Oh, damn. Yeah, definitely, de- definitely a big win. That's an that's an always move. Yeah, that's strong. The winner. Man, oh man. Um. Son of a bitch. Uh. <laughs> whatever the bar, uh, whatever the bartender says, the house special that day is. That's what I want. Okay. Soup. Uh, you know. Man, aren't, aren't you the master what? of just the broadest shit you can think of? I want <laughs> the daily special. It's it's always. Why do you think they put it on the menu? Because it's special. You have to order it. It's just because they have leftover for the. Or, yeah. or they have leftovers and it's rotten. Whoa! 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 <laughs> to Maybe quote I waiting. Try ordering the special. To quote waiting, push the fish. It's about to turn. <laughs> I'm going to go, uh, I don't know about uh, Alex, if you have the Texas Roadhouse out there, but uh, Bloomin' yes, Onion. <laughs> Bloomin' Onion. Yeah. I thought well, that I don't way. even like onions, and they look, they're decent. That's not Texas Roadhouse. That's, That's uh, definitely Outback. 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 <laughs> now they both have it. Isn't uh, Texas Roadhouse the place where you like unsanitarily throw peanuts on the yes, floor? Yes. Yes. Okay. Just confirming. <laughs> Just total disregard for the waitresses. Totally fine. The butter has cinnamon in it. It's oh, so good. Oh, that should be. That's All right, one so... too. Blue onion and those rolls with the cinnamon butter. Oh, so so good. All right, so I'm going to say um, ordering a second beer or third beer on happy hour while you still have a full one because happy hour is about to end. Alex already said beer. Yeah. <laughs> you did too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every person again. can put beer in once if they want. Oh, shit, I have three more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so swinging it back, um, this one just popped into my head listening to all this nonsense. The Red Lobster Cheddar Biscuits. Yeah. Undoubtedly on the Mount Rushmore. Probably the – it's like 60 grams of fat. It is incredible. I wish it was more. That's, a, that's irrelevant. <laughs> I don't – I'll be honest. I don't, I don't think I've ever had – I don't think I've ever been to Red Lobster. Dude, get, get your shit together. 
I had never been either until recently. I was getting my tire changed, and it was the only alcohol within walking distance. So I went in, and I just had Bud Light and Cheddar Bay Biscuits, and I had a great time. <laughs> it's incredible. Did you have to drive after getting your uh, tire fixed, Kyle? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, okay, good. You Ubered. <laughs> Cheddar Biscuits sober you right on up. All that fat just soaks the alcohol up. <laughs> Uh, cheddar is delicious. Man, you guys really are kicking my ass on this list. My, I just went with steak. What the hell? Oh, nice job. <laughs> I, just, I was just like, <laughs> I was generalizing. I love fucking steak. Just saying food. Steak. Just saying food. Not something it, specific. What, Mount Rushmore was things to order at a fucking restaurant. Yeah, you order fucking beef, food. Beef byproducts. Beef byproducts. Yeah, I don't know. I like steak, so I feel like that's a power okay, move. Thanks, Alex. Steak. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with a table side guacamole. There's a real pick. There's there a real is. pick. Yeah, that's good. Guacamole, homemade uh, tortilla chips. That's a guy that's, that likes food. That's strong. That's strong. I'll bring. I'll bring my queso. We'll we'll do it. Oh, exactly. Guac and queso, a little so, mixed together. It's great. All right, I'm gonna go with a. Going into a meal, knowing that the check is going to be split, and then just ordering any appetizer you want right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love Fuck that. It. It's only a quarter of the price, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then not, and then make sure you don't share. <laughs> Offer everyone like one bite as soon as it comes, and then you just crush the rest. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it works perfectly with vegetarians in the room. Oh, I know. Yeah, I've been, vic- I've been victimized. <laughs> Shout out JDS for listening. <laughs> He's like, yeah, remember the steak bites as an appetizer? Like, <laughs> yeah, split, split. <laughs> no, no, that's the only appetizer we need. Thanks. <laughs> so this next one, this one, I'm, I'm kind of struggling. I'm nervous now that I only have one left. I wasted my shit on Arnold Palmer. Um, that was tough to watch. I think I'm going to go with ordering Diet so much Coke. bread. Eating, eating and ordering so much bread and butter that you feel like absolute trash before your food gets there. Eating your food anyway and just feeling terrible at the end of the meal. It's called going out to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bread and butter, final answer, damn it. <laughs> yeah, this guy, you keep stealing all my picks, man. Um, I also had bread and butter. <laughs> oh. um, I'm going to go... That's fair. I'm gonna go with the sampler that's got like four different things on it. So oh, you got you can get the choice. buffalo wings with nice the mozzarella job. sticks nice and job. the uh, potato skins or whatever you want. Powerful choice. Yeah, little spinach and artichoke dip on there. Yeah. What? Hey, whatever you want. That's the best thing about it. You can choose from like ten. Yeah. Another broad one. Good boy. Finish strong. Yeah. Got buffalo wild wings. You just said Buffalo Wild Wings? Just <laughs> <laughs> the whole restaurant. <laughs> no free sponsors. No free ads. <laughs> what was your last one? Mine? Josh. Yes. Did you go- <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, I was uh, responding to uh, Alex Cox's. Okay. Deal. Well, what's your last one? Buffalo Wild Wings has the best. Uh, mine, mine is a, a seafood sampler. So kind of the same Seems thing. Seems too as- similar. Yeah. Is it the What's catch that? of the day? I'm sticking with it, <laughs> <laughs> Catch of the day. No, I already took it with the house special. 
Yeah, I was uh, I couldn't think of the other one fast enough. So, <laughs> all right, um, I'll, uh, this is a this is a specific Minnesota reference, but uh, the meat wheel. I'm just ordering something that's really expensive and that's uh, visually appealing. It's like seventeen dollar appetizer. Alex, remember the meat wheel? Oh, the meat wheel. Fuck yeah, yeah. I remember the meat wheel. <laughs> uh, it's this little little miniature Ferris wheel. They bring it to your table, and each of the cars has a different type of meat in it, and you can spin it and put it on Instagram. <laughs> we wouldn't get it. We're not Minnesota natives. Uh, we weren't either. <laughs> I want to make this clear to everyone listening. I did not order the meat wheel. Okay. It was on your tab, and you paid for it. So. <laughs> well, then you paid for it. Based on your last thing you just said, Kyle, it's clearly on you. <laughs> I don't eat meat. You don't eat meat. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was definitely. Uh, it was definitely not Kyle. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if it was a veggie meat awesome. wheel, then maybe. <laughs> what would what would be the the three things on a veggie meat wheel for you, Kyle? Oh, good question. Oh, Try to narrow it down to three. <laughs> the uh, Mount, what's the Mount Rushmore veggie meat wheels? <laughs> fake chicken nuggets, Buffalo style, Morning Star. Okay. Yeah. Staple. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. Those with are the... essentially just tater tots. I love tater tots. Yeah, uh, which are also amazing. They're buffalo tater tots. What could go wrong? But you could save so much money by just buying tater tots and putting buffalo sauce on them. No, I like those. Um, uh, impossible burger, solid, and then um, some uh, veggie hot dogs. Big veggie hot dog guy. Uh, okay, Kyle, let's get into it a little bit. Uh, as veggie hot dog uh, guys, what is the what is your veggie hot dog of choice? Ooh, that's going to be Loma, Lid- Loma Linda Big Franks. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. There's a relatable reference. <laughs> they should definitely be paying for this ad space because that's the first shout out they've ever gotten. <laughs> All right. So I think I clearly won that Mount Rushmore. I appreciate you guys mailing it in and letting me win something on my own podcast. Yeah. Um, Alex, Alex Cox took last. Yeah. Hope it by a lot. Beer and steak, baby. <laughs> Good job, Alex. <laughs> I'm sorry for ordering a beer when I go to the restaurant. That's fine. You could be a little more creative, though, it seems like. Kyle, what beer do you order when you go to the restaurant mostly? Uh, Bud Light. That's another thing I was going to say um, is asking for beer samples when you have absolutely no intention of ordering those <laughs> beers and then just ordering a Bud Light. <laughs> oh, what I should have said is going to Panda <laughs> Express. And getting the samples, you already know you're going to order the sesame chicken or the orange chicken. The orange chicken. But you want to try the shrimp and then whatever. So you just get them as a little appetizer before you. Yeah, does going to Costco and eating sales count? Because that would be really high on my list too. Yeah, I can. I don't know if you can order. Can you request specific samples? Well, you just go to the right aisles. Yeah. You can ask. You can ask for it, warm or not warm. I don't know. I'm trying here. (laughs) Just wait around until they set up the stand that you want. Exactly. You can definitely get your uh, protein bar. They just ask, why are you One tenth of a protein here? bar. You, you know why I'm waiting. You know what I want. We do have to finish up the show with a bad Bronco worst fact, but I believe, Alex, you have some receipts that we have to get to. Um, I, had, I, I was mistaken. I, I read over a couple of things that mentioned Flacco, and I thought I had the receipts. Unfortunately, I only go back to April 8th, and I believe he was signed before then. Um, I'm sorry. No, to, I think he was actually traded for around April 8th. 
Yeah, so I, I apologize to our listeners. I, I was ready. I saw Flacco's name several times. It was not the receipts we were talking about. That was Josh wanting to draft Josh Haskins to back up one Joe Flacco. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, excuse me. Yes, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne Haskins. I know a lot about football. Well, I'm glad we didn't do that. So, And clearly I was wrong on that as well. I mean, is Drew Locke better than Dwayne Haskins? Yep. Well, I that's uh, the so. best thing is we have unknown. Yeah, I mean, I we guess. We know Dwayne Haskins is bad. We don't know if Drew Locke is bad. Well, we kind of do, but. <laughs> John Elway doesn't know what's bad. All right, let's finish up the show. We normally do bad Viking worst fact. Um, we're running out of statistics about Mo Williams from 2001. So we're opening this up to our opponent. Bad Broncos worst fact. Let's go same draft order. Kick it off, Alex. Um, I'm going to go with ex-Broncos safety John Boyd. Uh, his career didn't last long in Denver, mostly to do with this incident. He was actually accused of being drunk, headbutting and hitting a cab driver. And then the best part here, trying to hide from the police by stealing a shovel and covering himself in mulch. <laughs> <laughs> he literally tried to bury himself Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, <laughs> there's a story that I found. <laughs> That's a <laughs> oh, to be fair, that's a pretty incredible one. Oh man, yeah, you that guys came. One that I found. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta find another one, Josh, on the spot. Um, that is excellent. That was an excellent choice. I'm gonna go with uh, Denver legend Ty Law. Um, had a. Let's go. Huge career with for the Broncos. Broncos. Uh, yeah, people forget he was signed. <laughs> yeah, Law was signed in 2009. This added a defensive backfield that had five members over the age of 30 with 20 Pro Bowls combined. How about Dre Bly? Uh, I've been on his page. But anyways, <laughs> um, after retiring from the NFL, Law founded Launch Trampoline Park, a chain of entertainment facilities based around a large area – of connected trampolines. Uh, <laughs> He's the founder of all that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the website of the Rhode Island location reports that Law makes frequent appearances where he participates in games of trampoline dodgeball with customers. Is it spelled like L-A-W, like launch? No. <laughs> Big no. missed opportunity no. by him. No, it's not. He, unless it's the Wikipedia really page is lying. I doubt that. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. All well, right, so uh, I'll go next. My, uh, I'll give you a second, Josh. I'll give you a second. Well, I've got one. I'm a. It's a, all right. Let's it hear might it. be for your uh, maybe for your uninformed listeners about the Chad Kelly story. Okay, there we go. And Walk obviously, you never made the field. Um, well, preseason he did. What about? Yeah, and he wasn't very good then either. Um, so obviously, he was on the team because of. Uh, his uncle was friends with John Elway, so that's the only reason he was on the team in the first place. And then he went to a Halloween party and broke into uh, somebody's house and was just sitting on a couch, and he was super <laughs> high, drunk, whatever. A uh, wife came out holding a child and saw the first thing she picked up was a, uh, a vacuum um, hose and started beating him with it until he ran out of the house. And so that I didn't was know that. Eyes. He got arrested. You didn't know that. I didn't the know she was beating him with a vacuum. 
Oh yeah, that was like yeah. all over the Denver the Denver news. It was great. Oh, yeah. So he got beat up with a, va- a vacuum hose and then arrested and went to jail after that. Um, that charge was breaking up during. I'm sure he got uh, out of it. Obviously, he got signed this year, but he will never be playing in the NFL again. He's on the Colts. <laughs> he is currently <laughs> no, playing in the no. NFL. He got dropped. No, he actually, he got dropped. He got dropped. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure Brisket was out, and they activated him last week. Oh, well, Jeff oh Brisket was their quarterback. No, that's the Lions. <laughs> no. Oh, you're right. Yeah, just a bunch of things that he was like. Story two days he ago played? from Denver Post. Uh, Colts fans were chanting Chad Kelly once seeing him on the sideline. <laughs> was it Brian? Was Brian Hoyer there? Brian Hoyer was their quarterback yeah, last week. Yeah, it was Hoyer. What a, what oh, a quarterback Texas. room. In Denver, we definitely wanted to see him. Even after that, we were like, who cares? <laughs> I think we just want to see him more, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Paxton Lynch Probably. makes you want to see anything. <laughs> anything. Except Jeff Flacco. No, you guys are excited yeah. for that, too. <laughs> All right, what do you got kyle i just like to say this podcast is about to end and we haven't criticized Kirk cousins once so did not see that happening wow. you guys Good you guys work. haven't brought up how many rings the broncos have over the vikings i did this podcast didn't go the way that i thought i'm very surprised well i mean Something doesn't that stuff kind of go without saying yeah like <laughs> most, yeah <laughs> we know the broncos are a better franchise so it's i already had a stat it's- I had a stat ready to go to rebuttal, and I never got to use it. I'm disappointed. Let's hear it. Let's hear the stat as you rebuttal right. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vikings never won a Super Bowl, Kyle. <laughs> Broncos, have... Broncos have dropped to ninth all-time in winning percentage after being seventh last year, while the Vikings remain in sixth. So we did it. Also, oh people uh, forget we're 1969 World NFL champions. That's very true. Year before the merger, baby. Never forget. Wow. Now I'm just embarrassed. Do they have anything in the the stadium commemorating that? Uh, It's in all of our hearts. You guys should get a banner. No no banners or anything? Uh, No, unfortunately not. We should get several. We should get like the biggest one in the NFL. (laughs) It would be like the the Indianapolis Colts. like (laughs) The the, the, second round participants. It was a uh, AFC finalist. <laughs> AFC finalist. Hey, Alex, how was uh, Cowboy Stadium this year or this weekend? Uh, it was fine. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty fun. A uh, lot of Vikings fans. I don't know if if, if it showed on. TV. Sounded like it. It sounded like it on TV. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't watched the broadcast, obviously, but uh, a ton of them there. Uh, or was it mostly Dallas fans just changing sides? At- there were uh there was a there was so we were sitting on a row that was like at the end of the section so like when people were walking in to that particular section we were the row that they walked up right behind uh and there was a couple wearing saints drew Brees jerseys and uh fuck yeah walked right behind me and sat there for a minute until i just turned around and started giving them double thumbs down right to the face (laughs) (laughs) i said i don't think the saints are playing right now any uh, any lost. good stories from the game? You see any uh, any drunk fights or anything in the tailgate? Anyone cry over the loss? Anything? Your dad? <laughs> no, no. My dad was uh, pretty tame. Um, I I mean, honestly, I was pretty drunk myself. So, uh, if anything, the people were talking about me after the game. Uh, oh, 
being a mess. So, no, there was a couple of Cowboys fans in front of me that were kind of annoying, but probably only because I was being really annoying. Uh, I get that. I get yeah. that. Yeah, I, I went to know. the I went to the Nuggets game last night, and the ladies behind me were the worst fans I've ever sat in front of, and I didn't even it didn't bother me because I'm like I absolutely deserve this. So, <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, that's fair. Can we just put this into a Nuggets podcast real fast? Yep. What a terrible lock. Locked um, on Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, let, me, let me finish Registry it up here. Trademark. My bad bad Bronco worst fact. Former punter Todd Sauerbrunn. I think we all remember him. Um, he was, keeping with the restaurant theme, asked to leave a local Denver restaurant. Uh, that restaurant called a cab for him after he was being belligerent inside. And he went ahead and assaulted the cab driver when he got there. So <laughs> That's doing two great. out of four stories involved assaulting cab drivers. Yeah, I mean, it's a popular move. But, yeah, um, we, there, there, there could have been a lot more, honestly. Have you read the Bill part, Romanowski page? Yes. Oh, my favorite part about this we, Todd Sauerbrunn story. We whole assaulting once. <laughs> uh, we try to we try to avoid that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna stay off that subject. This isn't, achieved, asked, this isn't a cheese podcast. <laughs> Sauerbrunn, after being released by the Broncos, said that he was felt he was treated unfairly by the team and he was just disappointed in the franchise. How <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, we all? <laughs> what year was this? Uh, this was like 2002. Can, can I throw an honorable mention that when Noshan Moreno got pulled over for drug driving, his license plate was sauced? Oh, I did not know that. We've had plenty of guys. I mean, last year or two years ago, Demarius Thomas rolled his car on a Aurora Parkway with oh, uh, yeah. a few friends. <laughs> I, I think that's why he's not a Bronco anymore. Yeah, I remember that one. Oh, there's, there's a lot of good ones. I'm glad we got some new arrest stories. We've pretty much run the Vikings dry, but they got us through two and a half years. <laughs> yeah, we we have – I've touched every name in the Vikings Wikipedia players page, and, I mean, there's no more facts left to tell. Oh, we've dug deep. you got to think the next one's going to be Dalvin Cook, right? No. <laughs> you want to place your bets on uh, next DUI? We just got the last one in the NFL. I was going to say, Vikings uh, broke the streak of consecutive days with no arrests. J. Ron Kirst, DUI. Mike Hughes puking at the car. (laughs) I think we can all agree on this. After after this past weekend and how much hatred can go towards this division in general, that the NFC East leads the league in arrests in 2018. Doesn't it just seem right? That does seem right. You throw the Eagles in a division, and it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That city probably leads the league in arrest. Oh, easily. It also leads the league in players from the NBA team trying to fight people at tailgates. Yep, and sports writers saying that other cities shouldn't have professional teams. I could not believe that. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that's all we got. Um, we'll see what happens this weekend. I'll see whose score prediction is closest. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitter, at Minnesota Misery. Fuck the Packers. Yeah, fuck the Saints. Fuck the Vikings. <laughs> I don't like the Raiders very much. <laughs> this week, this week, this week. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, I'm good. Good luck in two weeks, guys.